Hello, and welcome to Study State Podcast. We are really interested in backstories, the experiences on and off the water that make people the rowers, coaches, and coxswains they are today. By telling these stories, we're revealing a narrative about rowing culture that celebrates real life experience from launch to coxseat at every level. It's July, which means summer, which means vacations, and we're taking one, or at least a break. This special bonus episode was recorded live in May at Deer Apple Farm on Vashon Island, Washington. After a long day and a couple of local hard ciders, we started swapping rowing stories. So of course we recorded it. We hope you have fun listening. Thanks to our patrons and Concept2 for helping make this episode possible. We're Rachel Friedman and Tara Morgan, and this is Steady State Podcast. Sit ready. I told you that my boat breakage one. So your pair that you ran up on shore or? Yeah. So I've run a pair ashore. Yeah. In the middle of a power 20. <laughs> I was like 14 years old. Yeah. Were you? Okay. So actually I've heard the story a couple times, but maybe this isn't fair to ask, but were you aware at all like that you were? The girl in the stroke seat or... was this like. Bible beating, do gooder, goody two shoes, couldn't do any wrong. Yeah. And I was just a piece of meat in the bow. <laughs> I was like, just... why are we why are you putting me back here? Yeah. And I called a power twenty. Mm-hmm. Didn't even look. <laughs> Didn't even turn around. <laughs> Went right up on shore. And then when we oh, got yeah. back to the dock, we flipped it at the dock. She got out of the boat. She was so mad at me. She got out of the dock. Yeah. Left me in the boat. Oh, yeah. Into the duck poop. So, uh, so I have this vision of what running up on shore means in this story. But this is an Oak Ridge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So running up on shore, that's a grassy shoreline or kind of? Yeah, it's like... Um, mushy yeah it wasn't a hard hit you know it wasn't a seawall or something mm-hmm. it wasn't a hard hit but it was very like yeah you know so you run up on shore but then you said you made it to the dock so you were able to get off the shore we didn't break the rudder off yeah right because it was only the bow of the boat that went up on the shore. yeah boat stayed together we get all the way back to the dock yeah she gets out of the boat in a huff, in a huff. it's a pair yeah <laughs> And you're sitting there with, like, nothing to stabilize you. And right, it's like, yeah. whoop! Oh, man. Yeah, go right over. Those are interesting stories, too, about boats flipping on the dock. Oh, yeah, I've seen that happen before, where, yeah. like, the coxswain stays in. Yeah. Everybody's in the boat, and the coxswain calls oars across. <sighs> oh. You know what makes me nervous that I can't believe that rowers don't think about is when we're on the dock waiting to launch and a rower is standing in their rigor. Oh, and I'm like, if the dumbest some, place like to you stand. never know what's going to happen. It's totally possible that that boat could get shoved out and you are just stuck in there. No, I always have one so, foot in, one foot out. One foot in, one foot out. Until or, the very last second. Yeah. 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 Yeah, somebody was doing that the other day. I was like, please, please get out. Well, you know my famous boat breakage story. What's that? That it was in... Uh, National Learn to Row Day. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think you told me that. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) National Learn to Row Day. Um, um, We 
you know, typically we would enlist lots of boats. Like we would say to the boathouse, can we, how, which ones can we use? And of course we can't use the brand new boys varsity eight, girls varsity eight racing shell, yeah. right? But we can use basically everything from the third shelf and down. <laughs> we must have had six eights on the water. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. So this wakeboarding, so I'm on the dock being the dock master. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting to get into my launch. This is my event. I'm like captain of this event. I'm mm -hmm. like on the dock. I'm like, we're ready to go, ready to go. I get the radio call from the, there's people out on the water sort of helping people. They're mixed dates. There's masters who know what they're doing mixed with people. I get this radio call. This says, the beast is coming back to the dock. It's broken. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably a rigger. Somebody broke their foot stretchers. Easy, easy, mm -hmm. right? It comes back to the dock and it is quickly taking on water. Mm -hmm. And all of the master's rowers from the boathouse are looking very stern at me. And I just walk down to the dock and I look and at five seat, there's water rushing into a crack in the middle of the boat. Like the whole boat is cracked. What happened? So that we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and. I said, but immediately I'm like, don't panic. Yeah. Don't let these people think that they've done something wrong. Five seat pipes up with, she's a new rower, brand new that day. She pipes up with, today's my birthday. I said, well, <laughs> happy birthday. Can everybody please get out of the boat? This is awesome. <laughs> Yay, learn to row. Yeah. And all the Mount Baker masters are looking at me like, I said, okay, all right. <clears throat> so I get him out of the boat. I said, you know, just take him up to the erg room and get him out of my way. <laughs> get him out of my way. And this is a brand new boat. Oh, no. We had just bought this boat. There was the Baker Beast, mm -hmm. and this was the Baker Beast 2. Mm -hmm. Just purchased. Just named. I can't believe that, A, they let you take that boat. It was a beginner level boat. boat. But it was a learned row. But anyway, okay, yeah, so yeah. you take out this brand new boat. Yeah. So... I'm standing there looking at it as it's sinking off the dock. Yeah. And I decide, okay, let's get it off. Let's at least pick it up. And we picked it up and put it on the dock. And all the water drained out of five seats. Mm -hmm. And we got a look at it. And I was like, oh, my God. The entire boat had been split in half. So they took all the oars out. Yeah. And I decide to call the head of the boathouse. It's a Saturday. She's not there. She doesn't answer. Mm -hmm. Great. I call Eleanor, Coach Eleanor, because she's the boatswain. Mm -hmm. She doesn't answer. Not surprising. I then call Eleanor's wife, mm -hmm. Sarah, and Eleanor answers mm -hmm. and goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to say this real fast. <laughs> just real fast. Mm -hmm. I said we broke the beast in half. Mm-hmm. She was like, fuck. I said, no, no, just tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, and she's like, well, get as many people as you can pick up the boat, the shell by itself and take it into the workshop and we'll, we'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I have photos. I can show you photos. Okay. It's heartbreaking. It was just so. What happened between so what learn happened, row launching, right? So what and happened it was back split. the so wake wakeboarding boats oh. are such a thing in the world, mm -hmm. right? And they have like two deep, big engines, and they're a whole yeah. 
MO in life is to create giant weight. Yeah. So they did, and our coxswain didn't have time to go parallel to the wake and stayed perpendicular oh, so to the wake. And literally, they went up, came down, yeah. broke. That's amazing. So, I mean, I know I've heard about that. I've heard about right. that possibility, oh, no. and that's why you need to handle wakes in a certain way, but... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So here's a picture of the break right mm-hmm. there. The break. The break uh, underneath. Oh, man. Here's all the people carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody. Here's the break oh, from the underside. I mean... That's a serious break. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's amazing. There's a crack right in the middle. So she built a splint with canoe paddles mm-hmm. and wrapped it up. And we're just down the road from Pocock, yeah. racing shells. So we sent it up to Pocock. It was a total loss. But the worst part about this story was three days later, or two days later, Monday morning rolls around. I'm out with Conabear rowing. I was rowing and we come back and we put this boat back on the rack that had been used and I'm running my hand with a towel along the boat and I notice that there's a pucker mm-hmm. at five seat just a little mm-hmm. and the coach comes over and takes a look at it and goes that's a total loss the entire integrity of the boat was damaged yeah and that boat had been in the same wave oh and it just hadn't been obvious yeah you know that it hadn't broken huh. out Steady State Podcast is brought to you by Concept2. Concept Two's new version of the ERG Data app lets you set up workouts, including the Concept2 workout of the day, right from the app. You can customize your display, connect your Apple Watch, and more. Download ERG Data today from your app store. Uh, the other day I was down at practice. I mean, luckily nothing happened in hindsight, but... We um, have been dealing with more um, more traffic on the river than we used to. And last week, I don't even know what to call this thing. It was like a double-decker pleasure boat. It was quite large. Cranking hmm. down the Anacostia. Like, zero care that we were there in our little... They don't get they how don't, small we are. No, which kind of blows my mind thinking about, like, when I learn to sail, right? There were all these things that I needed to learn about right of way and traffic mm-hmm. patterns and who has yeah. a, whatever, all that sort of stuff. And I'm kind of wondering, like, if you all, if you just get yourself a powerboat, like, do you... They, you'll to... get in big trouble in Washington State if you don't have a boater's license yeah. when they pull you over. Yeah. But then I would say a great majority of people don't even bother with that. Yeah, it seems to me like a lot of people have no concept of here's a channel, you should be in that channel. I wanted to have a rule implemented on Lake Washington Mm -hmm. that was if if you come in to 500 feet of a small craft... Like, you can't come in within 500 feet of a small And that's ground. super generous considering how much is, like, happening there. We've had, but, yeah. you know, three-eighths going down south, training, and a speedboat go in Splits. between two, like, thread the needle. <coughs> that's awful. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. 
But then they, what we found out is that legally that boat was responsible for the damage to that boat. Mm-hmm. So if we'd been able to track down their registration number, yeah, which we always have binoculars, you know, in the launch boats because it was a big pleasure pleasure boating lake. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people take the licensing thing seriously. No, I don't. You know? I don't think so. And I, you know, it depends on where you are, but you know, I think a lot of people are excited that they have their boat. And they are out for their evening joyride or whatever. But what always surprises me is just like, it seems a lot of powerboat captains do not make the connection. Like, I have this giant wake. There are people in this little boat over here. This is what Mm -hmm. could happen. Mm -hmm. There's just this complete disconnect. And also maybe a misunderstanding or non-understanding about safety right of way well also like if you go to like washington or lake union where we're gonna go tomorrow yeah um there's a seven knot maximum and that's seven knots yeah on a massive boat is different than seven knots on a little power boat Mm -hmm. which is different than a barge which is different than a float plane which is different than a kayak Mm -hmm. so some boats seven knots if they're riding really heavy and low it's still yeah. Creates quite a wake. Yeah. So Actually, yeah, that. now that you're talking about like Union, like knowing what I saw out there last um, mm-hmm. fall when I went out with you, like I, I know that we're pretty darn lucky in, where we are on Anacostia. I mean, we have more traffic than we used to, right. but in general, in general, it's like a handful of crew boats once in a blue moon, uh, some jerk face on a jet ski. Um, yeah, I have a photo that I took of me. I was sitting on the dock at Pocock Rowing Center teaching Learn to Row in doubles. Yeah. And it was a picture of what was between me and my Learn to Row students. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the dock with a megaphone. And I'm not even kidding. I actually took this photo and then I labeled all of the things. So there was like a flute blade going by, a barge coming through, four people on kayaks, middle schoolers in singles and then oh here come the university of washington huskies (laughs) which are magical to watch they are freight trains they do not stop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they do not stop yeah they're just a freight train yeah really fun but (laughs) those poor little larger rows yeah (laughs) do you um i don't remember if i saw outrigger canoes like Union. Do you guys have outriggers yeah, or dragon, yeah. dragon There's boats? dragon boating for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's outrigger racers. There's a lot yeah. of outrigging at Green Lake. You know when you're you're coaching and you're trying to figure out like when to have your crew weigh enough, dependent on like traffic around right. you. Right. And there are these two single outrigger paddlers that coming up like in the middle of the river. So I'm trying to like navigate around them. Right. And then they pass us. And I'm trying to figure out what to do next and like have my crew weigh enough and spin. And then it happened to be right by this buoy channel marker. Yeah. The two outrigger paddlers just do a Yui around around the buoy. I was like, no. So I was coxing a head race in Lake Union. Yeah. And as you go around the bottom of Lake Union, the south curve of this head race, it's fantastic. There's... There's a big turn buoy, and you go straight for a little bit, and then you turn and you head back north. You're literally making this giant U-turn. But right off of the south, right at the south end of Lake Union, is 
the Center for Wooden Boats, mm -hmm. where they lend tourists, <laughs> aka visitors, yeah. kayaks yeah. and canoes. So we're in the middle of a race. Like, I'm coxing. It's bad enough that there are seaplanes landing while we're <laughs> racing, right? But this canoe of tourists just like, doo, doo, yeah. doo, 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 doo. and I am yelling all kinds of expletives, <laughs> all kinds of expletives. We are having yeah. to like swerve. You know yeah. how hard it is to swerve I mean, in an eight? Yeah. Like we're having to swerve in the eight and I'm yelling all kinds of expletives. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my Well, and then, you're, and then you've got to realize, like, they're probably not even paying attention. They, don't they understand. have no idea that you're talking to them. Well, yeah. they also don't understand how fast yeah. we're coming. Yeah. And I remember saying to my crew, do not look out of the boat. <laughs> do not. <laughs> like, no one throw shade. Yeah. No one throw any glares. Yeah. No one say a word. But, of course, somebody in the bow was just screaming expletives yeah. at them. Yeah. You know, somebody in the bow always is. Yeah, that happened to me... Um, uh, well, I wasn't racing, but when I was just at camp on Tempe Town Lake, we're chugging along in an eight and whatever rate we're at. But it was it was powerful, and I did not want to break our pace. I wanted to do what the coach had asked us to do. And there's a dude like floating on a, I think he was on a paddleboard, just hanging out. And I was just paddleboarder, <laughs> you know, give way. And he was oblivious. Totally oblivious. Until, yeah, I mean, we just like charged up on him, and finally he was like, oh crap, and got out of the way. In hindsight, I probably should have eased off a little bit. Like, we were not racing. There was like, nothing. Like, paused really eased off, or like? I probably could have added in a pause. <laughs> <laughs> but I had Leslie Wright watching me, who was like, this is what I want you to do. Do it. You know? Yeah, I would do it. So I did it, and I just... <laughs> no matter the collateral damage. <laughs> charged on this guy. I mean... <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I mean, if I really thought I was going to run him down, I would have, you know... Well, who knows? I mean, at the last second, he could have yeah. gone the wrong way. I know, that's true. And he would have plowed into him, and then yeah, thank God for the bow ball, right? Oh, my God. Nobody gets impaled on my watch. No. <laughs> Luckily, that's never happened. What do you want to listen to next? In our podcast archive, you can search topics from rowing and coaching to business, travel, culture, and a whole lot more. Search the archive at steadystatenetwork.com slash podcast dash topics, or find us anywhere you get podcasts. And while you're there, would you leave us a review? When you do, it helps our podcast get noticed and reach more ears. Steady State Podcast is made possible with listener support. Today, we're sending a big thank you to Lenore, Jill, Arthur, Claire, Kim, Dave, Nick, Lisa, Kelly, Jen, and Patricia. They're all really important to us. Do you want to join our lineup? Find out more about our Patreon levels and benefits at steadystatenetwork.com slash Patreon. Tara, I think some listeners might not know that Steady State is more than a podcast. Yeah, we should definitely tell them that we've got virtual events happening every week that bring together the rowing community from across the country and around the world. Yes, I always look forward to Friday mornings when we get together for coffee chat. We talk about rowing, racing, and technique, but also delve into things like inclusion and leadership. We hope you'll join us Friday mornings at 8 o'clock 
Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern, live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Grab your favorite mug and add your voice to the conversation. To find out more about any of our events, visit steadystatenetwork.com slash calendar. Special thanks to Eric Hartman and Jeremy Stewart, the owners of Deer Apple Farm, for giving us free reign of the place for a week. Our theme music is by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. Steady State Podcast is a production of Steady State Network, a.k.a. Tara Morgan and Rachel Friedman. Between us, we have 33 years of rowing, coaching, and coxing experience, and we run successful rowing-related enterprises. Tara is the founder of Seize the Oar Foundation, which champions inclusion in the sport of rowing through team training, outreach, and thought leadership. And Rachel is the founder of RowSource, the original online resource for master's rowers since 2014. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Seize the Oar and RowSource. Thanks so much for listening into Way Enough. That's one, two, Way Enough.